Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Great afternoon, Four Talk Radio. It's a Thursday edition. One hour from now, it's the sound and the fury. Anthony Fury from the Sun Papers, Peter Tabins. He's the NDP's critic for energy and the climate crisis, which seems to have taken a back seat right now to the COVID-19, if you've been paying attention. Uh, however, on that matter, uh, we'll get to it when we do. There were other important considerations surrounding the COVID-19, not least of which is cross-border traffic. And when it comes to well, you know, the planting season and uh, all the rest, migrant workers are coming. Are they essential or non-essential? And I mean, how do we exactly define these terms? Somebody who can help us in that regard. Peter Kent is the conservative MP for Thornhill and their shadow minister for immigration, refugees and citizenship. Peter, good to have you back in the Oakley Show. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. Um, social distancing and all. But um, but yes, always a pleasure to be on your show. Anybody in your writing actually test positive? Oh yes, no. Um, uh, Thornhill, as you know, is in uh, in York Region, and we're in the mid twenties now in the in the number of confirmed cases, um, and that's a, a a reflection of the you know pretty diverse nature of of York Region. We have Iranian Canadians, Korean Canadians, Chinese Canadians, um, and a lot of traveling back and forth. Most of those cases have not been through community. Uh, uh, infection, but uh, but people who were traveling or were in contact with travelers. Well, you see, and this is where it becomes very touchy, politically speaking. I mean, travel bans had been discussed. They'd been dismissed as not being effective. And then more recently, we've seen that the government's decided a travel ban is, after all, necessary. Uh, yeah. how, how do we square that circle? Well, and the government, I think, still, when this is all over, whenever it's over, uh, the government will have some some questions to answer when we do the uh, the uh, the assessment, the post mortem, if you will, of exactly what decisions were taken when. But yes, the travel ban. Um, a lot of people were urging a travel ban weeks ago, um, and uh, there are there's increasing evidence that um, that we were late to the game. Now that it's in place, of course, um, the. Um, the uh, isolation, the the, uh, the the focus on 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 uh, public health precautions uh, is is really what we've got to what we've got a key on. But um, but yes, no, the uh, there was a lot of travel, and there's still a lot of Canadians making their way home from places and uh, on aircraft, of course, that are are uh, places of contagion in their own way. Some people who are stranded heard of one fellow. He's in. Uh, he's a Canadian. He's in Morocco, and he tested positive. Uh, yep. What do we do? Do we bring him home? Uh, other people who don't have the wherewithal or the means to get back here. Do we want to rush them back? Do we subsidize that trip? How should it go? Well, there, there are, there's a multitude of uh, of specific individual issues, and and the government is trying to address them. Um, global affairs, of course, is 
has the primary responsibility for all Canadians abroad. And, uh, you know, from there's a couple of hundred uh, folks stranded in Peru, including some school tours. Um, uh, that government's effectively under military leadership and they've closed all their borders and there's great concern uh, and question as to whether uh, Canada could simply send a, a military or a commercial aircraft in to, to lift all of those Canadians out. But yeah, there's, there's, I've been getting calls in the constituency office from uh, folks uh, pretty much around the world in different situations, in Europe, in Israel, in, in, in Russia, and not sure whether... Um, they will be admitted back into Canada if they are um, if they're displaying signs of infection. So um, yeah, it's a it it is a huge problem, and it's becoming more complicated as more and more airlines uh, shut down flights. And with the border closings, as we've seen for Canadians coming home who had planned to transit via American airports, we're we're still not sure exactly. Uh, what will happen when the when the borders formally close tomorrow night or Saturday? Will it close to Canadians wanting to come home? No, the, it's not close to Canadians wanting to come home. But we're the the question is those who are coming uh, trying to get back to Canada via American airports, transiting through American airports, whether or not they would be allowed to. To, um, to board airlines or whether those flights would be allowed to land uh, in the U.S. So um, that hasn't been sorted out yet. It's well, there's uh, like so many other things there. And you mentioned uh, the seasonal uh, agriculture workers, the temporary foreign workers. There, there are still a lot of questions to be resolved there. Uh, and the same applies to um um, foreign students who may have been out of the country for spring break or other reasons who are on uh, temporary resident visas and want to get back into the country. That that, that still is um, uh, an open question and, and one of concern to uh, a lot of folks. With Peter Kent, the MP for Thornhill and the Shadow Minister for Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship with the Conservative Party of Canada. On the migrant worker question, I mean, we're facing that crisis in so far as you know the fields need to be planted and uh, all these folks coming up through Central America primarily or offshore anyway uh, is that an essential or a non-essential form of travel? Oh, well I think by every measure it's an essential it's an essential in terms of um, uh, our growers uh, agricultural growers our fruit growers certainly in in Ontario I heard a figure today on a conference call that some 20,000 uh, seasonal workers are expected to begin arriving, some of them this weekend, uh, to begin preparing uh, greenhouses uh, uh, in some cases and in terms of preparing to till the land in others. So uh, we, we desperately need them to, uh, to uh, provide the labor to feed ourselves and our country um, and to keep the economy going through, uh, through this continuing crisis. But it's compounded as well. Um, because of the countries from which those uh, uh, visaed workers, many of them have already received their their visas, uh, but the air travel being disrupted as it's been uh, is one concern. And then there is always the question of uh, of messaging to uh, to uh, our border security uh, folks on you know letting them pass and getting them into the country as quickly as possible. So that's a that's a very big concern. And I must say uh, that the um, 
that the government, that ministers of the government, in my case, I'm the shadow minister, the, the critic for immigration, uh, Minister Mendocino has uh, stayed in in uh, in contact and and has acknowledged this problem, and they're they're working on it with with across the several ministries. But um, uh, some of the major decisions have 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 yet to be taken, and uh, there is concern in our agriculture industry that that um, we may be losing some critical days for the beginning of the growing season uh, in the next few weeks. Peter, let me ask you, it's a prickly uh, political question, but you are the shadow minister for refugees as well. Now, the situation on Roxham Road uh, seems like about a thousand folks are coming in the irregular or illegal uh, entrance to this country because of that loophole on third country, safe third country agreement. Uh, Is it essential to keep that open or non-essential? Well, it's it's absolutely not. It's outrageous that it's still open. I mean, it, it was a problem, and, and you know that we have been critical since uh, 2016 when the prime minister uh, tweaked President Trump's uh, nose by saying the border is open who all all who want to to uh, to leave the United States. More than 57,000 people have walked across those uh, informal border crossings. They they cross illegally, and then they claim asylum, uh, uh, which makes them asylum claimants legally. But the problem now is a public, it's, it's not only a, a disruption of our fair and orderly and compassionate refugee system uh, with, you know, 57,000 people jumping the line since uh, 2016. It's now a major public health issue. Um, they're still coming across and Minister Blair didn't address it. The prime minister didn't address it until just this week. Um, and we were told originally that they were being quarantined as soon as they uh, crossed at Roxham Road. Their baggage very often being carried by by RCMP officers into the country. But we found out that that wasn't the case. Now they say that uh, Immigration Canada will quarantine them for, for two weeks. But then they will be on the social welfare system, support systems of uh, the city of Montreal, the province of Quebec, and increasingly... Uh, many of them come to Toronto, where um, over a third of Canada's uh, or of Toronto's uh, shelter uh, occupants right now are asylum claimants waiting to be processed. And the number of asylum claimants that have crossed since 2016 waiting to be processed is over 80,000 now, um, and the number being processed is declining while the numbers continue to. Um, to rise from those crossing the border. So I think it's outrageous that um, foreigners are being denied entry at formal border crossings, and our American friends, as of tomorrow night, as of Saturday morning, are not going to be allowed to make um, family visits or shopping visits or tourist visits to Canada. Only essential trade traffic is being accepted. Meanwhile, uh, foreigners who have made their way to the United States on visas um, rented a, a, a van at uh, JFK Airport and driven to the Canadian border are freely walking across the border into Canada um, and claiming uh, unworthy um, uh, refugee status. It's a loophole they could have closed quite readily. I heard the Prime Minister yesterday saying, well, yeah, but uh, they're going to be quarantined for 14 days. I thought that was not an adequate answer, and obviously well, it ignored you. Peter, I, I've well, got to let you go. The city of Toronto is facing over $100 million of costs to support asylum claimants, which the federal government has not supported and is not supporting. $100 million just this year alone. So, yes, it's uh, the safe third country loophole 
must be closed now. This is a perfect opportunity to close it. And uh, As a health matter, as you said, it's a health matter. It's a serious health consideration. Peter, I've got exactly. to let you go on that note. I really appreciate the explanations on all these fronts. Thanks so much for your time. We'll talk good. soon, I'm sure. Good to talk to you. As Hi. always, Peter Kent, MP Thornhill, the Shadow Minister for Immigration, Refugees, and Citizenship. We'll come back in a moment, as per usual, uh, an update from the City of Toronto in their presser. And uh, we'll see what the Chief Medical Officer of Health, Eileen Devilla, has to say in moments. First, we'll get out to the roads and a check of chopper traffic for employmentlawyer.ca. Richard Martin. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.